I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well, you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots. I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Why Are You Laughing? A History of Comedy podcast. And today, I am pleased to introduce to you the Howard Stern Show versus the Opie and Anthony Show. Depending on which side you listened to, uh, you could consider it one of the greatest radio rivalries ever or something that barely even existed. It's actually very interesting uh, in my mind because I grew up an Opie and Anthony fan. So I have one version of this, uh, you know, back and forth in my mind as, as to how things played out. Uh, but I also realized that if you grew up listening to Howard Stern, then the names, you know, John DeBella, obviously Imus is probably the biggest one, uh, Man Cow, Mark and Brian, I'm sure I'm missing uh, a bunch of others. Uh, the names I just listed, those Howard Stern rivalries are much at the forefront of your mind if you're a Howard Stern fan than Opie and Anthony, I think. And, uh, you know, uh, feel free, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I think a lot of Stern fans probably think of ONA as like kind of an afterthought. It's like, oh yeah, I think those guys did well, but they were just Stern ripoffs, whatever, and didn't pay him much mind. Uh, if you listened to Opie and Anthony, from my perspective, I think you knew a little more of the truth. Um, I also think Opie has a certain way of spinning the truth to where it becomes fiction, uh, <laughs> but we'll get into all of that. But I do think the the dichotomy of the two sides, uh, I do find interesting. So we'll talk about that a lot today. Um, a lot of the clips that I have are from the Opie and Anthony perspective, mainly because Opie and Anthony talked about Stern a lot more than the other way around, a lot more than Stern talked about Opie and Anthony. And we'll get into uh, a few theories and, and reasons I have for all of that. So... We will uh, dive into all of that. Also, I should say, if you hear any banging or um, thing, uh, there's work being done in my house, Craigslist is not coming through. So uh, I hope that's true. But if it becomes an issue, we'll stop and, and try to work around it. But hopefully for now, uh, it's not too much in the way. And listen, if you'd like to help me live in a place where they're not constantly banging at all hours <laughs> of the day... Then uh, go to Patreon, for God's sake. Become a YouTube member or a patron. Uh, go to blindmike.net. That's the easiest place to find all of those links. Um, and if you'd rather just support the show for free, you can do that there as well. There's links to Why Are You Laughing, Blind Mike Project, and Who Are These Socials, everywhere you get podcasts. And uh, you can also subscribe on YouTube. The YouTube numbers are climbing, baby. Come on, keep it keep it a chugging along. If you uh, want the full video every week, you can also become a YouTube member if you want those videos early as well as bonus episodes. I'll uh, I'll admit also in October we shirked our duties a little bit with the bonus episodes, so we're gonna have extra bonus episodes um, in uh, in November for sure. I wanted to squeak one in at the end of October, but I didn't want to put lackluster work into it, so uh, we're gonna come with good episode, good bonus episodes for November. So make sure you look for that on uh, Patreon and YouTube and all that. And um, you can also check out if you're a, a history, if you just like history in general, it doesn't matter if it's comedy or whatever. If you like murder, then uh, check out Craig's new podcast, Rubbed Out. 
Yes, uh, two two episodes in, uh, two brutal murders. It's wild, and obviously we're children talking about it, so there's that spin For those it. of you that were confused by that, Craig is doing the murdering. On every podcast, yeah. he finds a new victim. Yeah. It's, an, it's an edgy way to broadcast. It's almost challenging the law. <laughs> come and find us. Yeah, come listen. Um, yeah, so uh, support the boys, if you'd be so kind. And uh, let's get into it, because like I said, I am coming from the Opie and Anthony perspective. I'll be curious to hear any comments, you know, opposing views, see where we're wrong and everything. But uh, one thing I will fully acknowledge at the start is that clearly, you know, uh, Howard always calls his ripoffs, his, his, you know, clones, his, uh, you say, oh, oh, they want daddy's attention, things like that. Mm -hmm. And um, where I am willing to admit, Opie and Anthony were certainly fans, is uh, it would be hard to argue when you see our first clip, which I don't know how many people know this, but Anthony was on Howard Stern uh, back in the day. I did not have any idea, but this was a... So, uh, I actually, I, I should set this up a little better. Yeah. So, this is a, a Jackie Marling impression contest. Correct. And it's really, if you, I, I forget if uh, we have any of Anthony doing Jackie in this. But it's really an impression of Stern's Jackie impression. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Jackie Marling impressions, none of them were like, is Jackie in the room? <laughs> it became like a, a caricature of Jackie Marling. Um, but uh, yeah, Anthony does a couple of his impressions on here. Um, and uh, Stern gets to know him a little bit towards the end of the exchange. You're stupid. What's your last name? Uh, Anthony Gumia. And you're not a professional, are you? Uh... I work hold on, on the hold on. <laughs> just real quick, just for the Opie and Anthony fans, when they would play old audio of themselves, Anthony would always mock himself as the happy to be there guy. Where he was, Anthony was a tin knocker. He was, uh, you know, working in uh, HVAC out on Long Island. Was he? I had no idea. <laughs> he mentions it well, very rarely, actually. Yeah. I think if you read his book, it may come up. <laughs> um, but. Uh, he, so he, he was just a regular, a regular schnook. He was working a regular job and he was doing any, anything he could to get out of there. And that's the nervous energy you hear when he's talking to Stern. Anthony, it's like, that's not how people talk. You can tell this is just a guy like, come on, man, I'm doing voices. I could be the new Billy West. I do like how Stern picked up on. He's like, you're not a professional, are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, little did you know. All right. You're stupid. What's your last name? Uh, Anthony Gumia. And you're not a professional, are you? Uh, I work on the Opie show on WBAB. Is that right? What yeah. is the Opie show? Uh, it's Opie, 7 to Midnight, WBAB. I don't even know what that is. Opie is a guy that sort of does your show uh, oh. on WBAB at night. Oh. He takes a lot of phone calls. Oh. He's outrageous. He's a young guy. Big fan. Not, a big fan of yours. Oh, big fan. Well, no obviously. Like right, but man, who isn't? But meanwhile, you do a great Jackie. That's all I can say. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> 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 Don't you think it's weird that there's a radio guy named Opie? Uh, yeah. I think there's a lot of weird things going on in radio, quite frankly. <laughs> so, so Stern, there's, uh, it's, it's, it's tough for me to judge this because I think there's an element where he's absolutely spot on that people saw what he was doing and ripping him off. Mm -hmm. However, I think what Stern never quite accepted, and I think he was wrong in, in this, is that Stern was, I think, so revolutionary in radio that it was pretty natural that he, he essentially created a genre. And Stern looked at that as everyone ripping him off all the time. Where I think he should have taken solace in the fact like, hey, I created a lot of shit and there's going to be people that are similar to me, but there's also going to be people that are just influenced by me and doing their own thing. Um, now, 
when Opie was uh, running the show by himself on WBAB in Long Island, I don't know how much of a direct comparison there was to Stern. Maybe it was just a complete ripoff. But I always felt that Opie and Anthony, if you examined it, yes, in the sense that particularly in the WNEW days, in the shock jock days, uh, I think there's an argument to be made that it is a Stern ripoff. But I think in the XM days, when they just had comedians in and busted balls and had conversations, I think it was a totally different show than Stern. It's literally what every single podcast has become. Yeah, and I think Stern can absolutely take credit for a lot of that, too. But the, the that's the thing is, like, if, you know, I, I don't know enough about music to really uh, thread the needle here. Mm-hmm. But if the, the Ramones looked at every punk band that's ever existed as, like, ripping them off, it's like, no, you kind of you created a thing and then people did some similar shit and hopefully put their own twist on it, you know? Right, like uh, the uh, the Dave Attell clones or the Dane Cook clones. Yeah, well, to to use Dave Attell, there's some people we've never heard of that were doing Attell impressions. And then there's Big J. Okerson yep. and Sam Rill, who yep. are clearly influenced by him, but on their own great comedians. Yeah, you know? Big J is the most influenced by him, I think. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like if you close your eyes, you almost think it's Attell for a minute. Right. But... He's he's also like on his own. It's just his own material, and he's great at crowd work, and like right. he's his own guy. You know, right? It's like it's more his voice and cadence, and the, the jokes really aren't the same. But exactly. Uh, so, um, Opie and Anthony realized pretty early on, and I didn't realize how early on. I didn't realize this started at WAF when they were uh, up here in Boston that they would take little shots at Stern. And I think they realized that was a good way to get their name out there. So here's a quick example of this. This was on uh, Real Rock TV that ONA would do on some, you know, local Boston station at the time. Uh, okay, we're back. And uh, I have some more. I'm being ripped off again, Robin. Uh, have you heard this? W- I say, by the way, for the Stern fans. This is not an accurate representation of how good Anthony's Howard was. Anthony ended up doing a great Howard. This isn't a very good one, but. <laughs> okay, we're back, and uh, I have some more. I'm being ripped off again, Robin. Uh, have you heard this WAF Real Rock TV? They're, uh, they're uh, uh, filming inside the radio station with video cameras. Uh, who thought of that, Robin? Me, Howard. I invented the uh, video camera. Uh, now, now they got this uh, real rock TV where they're going to be uh, showing behind the scenes a radio station. Uh, I, I, it's an outrageous ripoff, Robin. <laughs> Shut up, Brucey. <laughs> so, so like I said, uh, that was kind of the angle they took. That Howard, hey, invented a lot of shit, but now he's accused. He accuses everyone of ripping him off all the time. Um, you know, a famous example would be, and again. Maybe Jay Leno did take influence from Stern. Um, but Howard would always say, like, Jay walking was a Stern bit that Jay Leno stole. And like I said, if you study both, maybe you'll come to the conclusion that, yes, in fact, Jay did actually steal that. There are little nuances that Jay took. But to the, at least to the, the, the layman, like myself, I looked at it and said, like, man on the street shit? Like, what are you talking about? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so now you have, uh, you know, you have a patent on that in some way. It's like, no, you were so uh, revolutionary that a lot of people copied you. And some hopefully did it a little differently. But uh, Stern, Stern's ego, I think, was ultimately his his undoing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also true of Opie. 
And I yeah. just believe that I, I believe that Stern's ego was much more deserved. Yeah. And that's why, you know, one is worth half a billion dollars and the other is talking to Cardiff Electric, you know? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. I love talking to Cardiff Electric, but you know, not me. <laughs> I, I'm not OP. <laughs> uh next we got uh K Rock versus WNEW. So uh yeah, this is where uh, oh, actually, this is them talking about uh, the deal, right? Mm-hmm. So when um, Opie, Opie and Anthony got fired from WAF for the mayor's prank, we've talked about that in the past. And uh, at that time, getting fired from Radio wasn't a death sentence. It was actually a way to get publicity and right. get your next job. So because there was such a colossal firing and made news, a couple of radio stations in New York said um, that they wanted a, they wanted Opie and Anthony. And two of these radio stations were owned by CBS. So CBS looked at it and said, hey, you can come to K-Rock and be in the afternoons after Howard, or you can go to WNEW, which is a little older crowd, kind of a dying station. Maybe you can revitalize them. And uh, they had a decision to make. And he was jumping up and down. I remember the ratings would have been over there with Howard in the morning and us in the afternoons. He was losing his mind. And then all of a sudden, 24 hours go by and no one's calling us anymore. Yeah, what happened? What happened? And then all of a sudden, oh, well, uh, they decided to pass on you. Yeah. No, no, what happened? Howard found out that we we picked uh, his... Station. I want them on my station. And he, he caused, you know, he, he threw another hissy fit to yep. Mel. That's a fine how do you do. And so then they threw us on, uh, you know, NEW. We didn't know at the time baby. it was just going to be an awful experience for, for us. <laughs> what a baby. And then, uh, yeah, we did great over there. Yeah. Had a great run until we screwed it up. But another. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as you can tell, even just by that clip, Anthony was always a little more realistic of the two. Mm-hmm. Opie took great personal offense to everything, and when I and I am not even talking about this specific example, but I think a trend you're going to see a lot throughout these clips is that um, what I believe to be the case some of the time is that it wasn't necessarily Howard; it was Howard's people, it was Howard's agents or management that might have been protective of Howard at the time, whatever whatever it might be, Howard's people getting involved and trying to do whatever was best for Howard. Now, we'll get to Howard's actions that I think were uh, genuinely wrong uh, to do to, whether it's Open Anthony or any other broadcaster, but I do think in, in some there are times where Opie, who I feel is very immature, looked at it to, oh, Howard didn't want us a K- Odds are Howard Stern, when Opie and Anthony got fired from WAF, didn't know who the fuck Opie and Anthony were. What might have happened, in my opinion, is that Howard looked at it and said, I don't want clones on my stage. This this one, I don't think, was a targeted O&A thing. I think he might have said, I don't want someone doing my show in the afternoon. Right. I'd rather you just play fucking music or something. Now, you could argue that that's an ego thing as well, where it's like, hey, if it's a good show, that's good for the station, that's ultimately good for you, who cares? Let them thrive. But I think Howard looked at it and said, because again, he's very territorial over what he created, he said, I don't want someone doing my show in the afternoons. So I don't think that was a target Opie and Anthony thing. I think that was actually more of a business decision. Yeah. And I don't think Opie necessarily had that business mind that Howard did. In- 
ONA in Boston was humongous, but I still highly doubt that Howard had any idea who they I, were. I, I, and again, Howard might have heard the name because he's in radio, mm-hmm. and he, I'm certain he probably heard the mayor is dead thing. Yeah, because that was big enough news. But like, yeah, like Howard was so big in 1998. Yeah, he's not paying attention to Opie and Anthony at the time until. Uh, they started making him pay attention. Yeah. They, uh, uh, well, you know what? Here's one thing I will say in defense of ONA is like, if they took enough shots at him, which I don't know if they did at that time. He does hear those. He hears those. He's got rabbit ears a little bit. So mm-hmm. that it, that's possible. It is possible. It is possible. I do enjoy Thank that you. when um, uh, they got fired. <laughs> the, only, the only loser in ONA getting fired from AAF was Bruce. <laughs> because, Bruce Mittman. Yeah. Hello, boys. <laughs> boys. Because uh, he... Um, they ended up getting fired and just went and signed million dollar deals in New York. He got suspended for a month yes. without pay, and that I was. I believe uh, D- Dave Douglas left the ray. He was working for a grocery store, or a mall, or something. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah. Um, next? next, we have, which is funny in itself, is them on Hannity talking about the beef. Yeah, so this is th- now uh, Opie and Anthony, as you heard uh, Anthony allude to there. They had a massive run at WNAW. They're number one in the afternoons. They're both CBS stations, but different stations. Howard's number one in the mornings. Uh, Opie and Anthony are number one in the afternoons. And throughout their run, what they realized is, you know how you you steal a little of the king's audience? You start taking shots at them. Because Howard was obviously famous for going after all these people. Like I listed off, Man Cow and Imus and John DeBella and all these others. The difference between Opie and Anthony, and I, you know, I am missing Mancat. They're like comedy guys, I guess, but not really. You know, I'm, I'm a- sure I miss was fun. I, I, I don't know enough about I miss show, and I know Kirk mentioned he would want to do uh, Howard Stern versus I miss, so I'll definitely look more into it for that episode. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think of I'm when I think I miss, I'm not thinking a lot of laughs. I think, you know, I'm thinking news. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, some nappy heads, you know, but, but <laughs> yeah. yes, uh, um, but yeah, he, uh, Opie and Anthony and more so Anthony, I find it be a genuine comedic talent. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they added Norton and they had all these other guys on their, on their roster. So I look at that as a much more formidable opponent. And so they were not scared to go up against Howard. Like a lot of these other shows kind of. Howard in fear because Howard would go the below the belt a lot. Um, you know, Howard would bring up family and behind the scenes stuff. He didn't give a fuck. Right. The only ones willing to do that kind of stuff, get dirty with him, were Opie and Anthony. And uh Howard didn't like that. And I don't think he responded to it too well. Yeah, this is uh them on Sean Hannity show on Fox News. Yes. Uh I think it was when they were making their return to XM, long after the firing. You mm-hmm. said nice things about him on the air. Absolutely. I was a what? fan. I grew up in Long Island. I mean, what just happened? like everybody else listening. Uh, the guy made our lives miserable when we worked for Infinity Broadcasting. He put a gag order on us, so we couldn't talk about him. Uh, he didn't like somebody else being successful in his city, in New York, his uh, home base. Uh, we were in a different day part. We were doing afternoons. He was doing mornings. Yeah, you guys were killing uh, me. And that yeah, we were having uh, fun with, uh, with you <laughs> at the time. Right. And uh, he didn't like that. He just yeah. didn't like that. And yeah, and so there was, I think, a lot of jealousy involved, and that led to uh, 
Howard putting a, a gag order on them. There was a there was a time where again because it's the same station. Now if Howard worked for CBS and Opie and Anthony or Infinity Broadcasting, which I think became CBS, whatever, and O and A worked for you know I don't I don't know uh, uh, Clear Channel. That's great. This is great if they piss off Howard that much because then they can do whatever the fuck they want. The problem is Opie and Anthony's bosses now, because it's the same company, are, you know, breathing down Opie and Anthony's necks. They would dump out any time they mentioned Howard's name. So it became they started saying they replaced his name with the words radio edit, meaning like they would say on radio edits show today, he did this, this and this. Mm -hmm. So they were they were doing everything they could to talk about Howard without actually talking about him because they weren't allowed to because Howard put this uh, gag order on them. Now the clip I tried to find, the reason I found this Hannity clip is because I was trying to find another clip. I thought it might've been Stern O'Reilly. I went through that interview. It wasn't in there. I believe it was Sean Hannity and Howard Stern. And I remember watching when I watched it a re- years ago, the quality was such shit. It seems like he got taken off YouTube. I don't know if anyone has it. Um, I'd love to find it again in case it ever comes up. But there is a clip of Howard of Sean Hannity asking Howard Stern about this gag order and saying, you are, you know, how can you do this to these guys? How can you silence them for speaking their minds about you when you are this leader of free speech? And Howard's reply was, yeah, my free speech. I don't give a fuck about theirs. That's right. And at the time, like Howard meant it as like this hilarious line. I've always looked at that as the moment I knew Stern was a phony. And this is before all the, you know, the, uh, hey, make 10 million Twitter accounts and reach out to Lady Gaga and, uh, you know, wear a collared shirt to work speech. It was before all that. This That was a moment where I was like, oh, I guess I'm an Opie and Anthony guy because Howard's just a fucking phony, you know? He's a phony. <clears throat> I mean, well, I mean, yeah, he's proven that. But yeah. at the, I was surprised he said that at the time because it's like your audience is so, and maybe they were just so stern obsessed that they didn't give a fuck. Mm. But I was surprised that he would say that publicly to this audience that kind of rallied around the guy fighting against the FCC. Yeah, it's it's very weird. Like looking, Anthony's always been the same. He hasn't. I don't think he's changed at all. Um, Opie's changed. Like. The way the amount uh, Howard has changed and done a complete 180 on everything he's ever stood for makes Opie yeah. look like he hasn't changed either. <laughs> that, yes, that that's fair. I will say, I I, I did a, a it was a doozy of a time for me trying to work around Opie in a lot of these clips because mm-hmm. I think Anthony represents O and A's side of things very well. Yeah, listening to Opie talk about it is really douchey. The only the only thing Opie's ever done that I thought was funny. Uh, really involving Stern was when uh, he filmed him walking through the halls of Sirius. <laughs> Did you ever and see that? And that ultimately was the dumbest thing. Well, we'll get you remind me of that at the end because we'll, okay. we'll get there. But okay. uh, let's 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 stay on track here for a minute. Uh, next sex for Sam. Um, yeah, so they get. Uh, oh, this is Stern reacting to sex for Sam, right? Yeah. So they get fired. I mean, we did a whole episode about it. So go watch that. We covered uh, how Opie and Anthony got fired for sex for Sam. And uh, it, but for those of you that haven't seen it or don't know, uh, it was uh, a bit that they had done. Now, the thing I always think is important to note: it was titled "Sex for Sam 3. Why? Because it was their third year of doing this. <laughs> uh, it was a spine. It was called Sam because of 
uh, the sponsor, Sam Adams. So it was a sponsored annual event <laughs> where you might think management might be at fault for this, but um, where they would have couples have uh, sex in, in various public locations around New York City. Uh, so this, a little bit, although it doesn't perfectly illustrate what I'm talking about with the hypocrisy of Howard. Because one thing in Howard's favor, I believe, he was a much smarter broadcaster than Opie or Anthony. I think he was a lot faker as well. And I think over time, people have kind of realized, even at Howard's peak, some of the bits that people thought were real callers and things like that may have been fake. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certain interactions may have been more staged than we realized at the time. So I think Howard is a phony, but I think he was a much smarter broadcaster than Opie and Anthony were. Um, so th- I don't believe this is total hypocrisy, but I think uh, Howard probably should have stuck up for these guys a little more. But, you know, ego, again, gets in the way. Perception is so weird because I got a couple of emails and a couple of faxes and they said, you know, Howard, you should be on the air defending these guys because you're the one who started it. Right. <laughs> you're fools again. But we didn't. No, in fact, by the way, that is the oldest radio promotion. Those guys didn't even start that. I've seen that in other markets where you say the, the wildest stunt will win you uh, money. But we've even had most outrageous content. Yeah, most outrageous. Pause, pause one second. Can, do you, <laughs> this isn't even the point of the clip, but. Do you see where Howard gets like I invented everything? Mm-hmm. He he just paints with this broad yeah. brush of oh I did the wildest stunt wins you money contest. Like, okay, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's really kind of you know uh, reducing what it what now. In today's terms, it's a ridiculous bit that would never be allowed now. Obviously, yeah. Howard, for many did reasons. You, did you have people but, fuck in a church, Howard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it perfectly said, actually. <laughs> is, is that what you did? Or is it just that you had people do crazy things? Because, again, it's creating the genre versus creating the bit. And I think there's a big difference there. Right. The other thing. But when you say to someone, break the law. Yeah. The first yeah. person to do this gets this many points. Yeah. I mean, of course, the hypocrisy I agree is with ridiculous. Him on I mean... Mm. You know, priests are using the church to have sex with young boys. What's yeah. you know? What, but but the same point. There are people who take religion seriously. Well, the and they, point is, it's their church. It's their church. <laughs> do, you, do you think that they would have gotten in as much trouble if they would have done it like at a church on Long Island as opposed to St. Patrick's Cathedral? Do you think that was like the wildest place to pick, the dumbest place to pick? Well, I don't know. I just know that when you break into someone's home and start having sex in their home, right. you're going to go to jail. Look at Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. And don't put it on the radio because the, the cops are going to hear it and pick you up. And it's illegal you. to be in somebody else's yeah. house. And you know that the program director has uh, been suspended. The general manager has been... Ken Stevens has said that. I, I'm thrilled that Ken's gone. I hope they fire his ass because Ken is the biggest wimp on the planet. He just let those guys walk all over him. Yeah, and so there's parts of that I agree with. Like, mainly, they... It broke the law, so and they were saying, job is kind of, and they were saying, yeah, they're breaking the law, and they're like, we are here right now doing this. They're broadcasting it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so from that perspective, I understand. I do think my issue with Howard overall is that he was this guy that wanted to say whatever the fuck he wanted, wanted to do whatever the fuck he wanted, didn't want the FCC fining him or uh, censoring him in any way. And 
would would bitch endlessly. Um, there are clips of uh, where I was listening to for this that I didn't pull, but it was uh, Stern basically saying when he moved to Sirius, he said, quote, for the last 10 years, I've done a subpar radio show because of, um, you know, different censorship and shit that they had to deal with. And so you're saying like, you weren't th- the king of all media wasn't able to do a good show. And yet when people are getting in trouble for a thing that was sponsored and greenlit by management, you can't stick up for them and say like, yeah, I don't think they should have gotten fired. Right. You know, like I said, the, the sex for Sam is a tough one because especially in today's terms, me trying to explain it. I'm like, so what? A couple was fucking in a church. Why would they be fired for that? (laughs) Obviously that's crazy, but I just think there are other elements to it that I'm sure Howard knew that he kind of glossed over and, and didn't defend them on. Uh, Did he, has he ever defended them? Cause I I don't think he has. Well, we'll get to the last clip. Uh, yeah. Where, where he defends oh, one of them. Yeah, he defends one of them. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, this has done everything. Yeah, well, I mean, Howard has done everything, so he's going to tell us more about that. Care anymore. You know, let everybody get on the radio and bash me and say what I suck, but I know the truth. The truth is. There, there would be no you. There, without him. None of these guys would be on. And unfortunately, all of them, in order to prove that they're the greatest, have to literally break laws because they've done everything. It's ultimately what it comes down to. It's that no one was doing their own. Sh- like, here's the thing is like, Opie and Anthony, particularly being in afternoons, is when they were doing a lot of this stuff, you know, certainly they wanted Stern's attention because they knew that was the biggest. Uh, way to get listeners to their show. And even, you know, other companies knew that, by the way. Like when Opie and Anthony uh, got fired, other companies wanted to hire them to go up against Howard Stern, not because they thought Opie and Anthony would beat Howard Stern, but they knew that that was a good enough show that it would take a chunk of that audience. Like some people, even if it's, you know, Stern had such good ratings at that time that even if 4% of his listeners went over to Opie and Anthony. That's a sizable number. Mm. Um, So like, but I'm getting off track. My point is being in afternoons, like I don't know that Opie and Anthony were consciously thinking of Howard Stern with every decision they made, but Howard kind of looked at it that way. Like, Oh, it's all, it was always about him. And that was what, you know, uh, just the bottled up rage eventually had him dancing with Ellen. So, so it works in mysterious ways, I suppose. Stern is the Gene Simmons of broadcasters. He's just, I invented everything. I am God. <laughs> it's really. Yeah. Strange. And it's that character worked well for a while until it didn't like there was no, there, there was no room for humility with what Howard ultimately ended up doing, you know? Right. Uh, next we have uh, the serious gag order. Uh, so this Howard starts talking about a gag order when Howard um, was moving to satellite radio, his show by some accounts essentially became an infomercial. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't think it was that bad in the little I listened at the time. Um, but a lot of people would say like, Oh, all Howard does is try and get you to subscribe to Sirius now. So CBS said like, Hey man, what the fuck? You're still here. You're promoting another company. You're telling our listeners to go elsewhere not allowed to do that and Howard didn't care for that and ONA found the irony of um, Howard bitching about a gag order uh, somewhat interesting everywhere it's written about or or talked about it's oh the alleged gag order that was on this 
It happened. Howard Stern went to Mel Carmazan and told him to tell our boss to have us shut up about Howard. That's what happened. It wasn't our boss saying, hey, hey, why don't you shut up about Howard? I like the guy. It was Howard running, crying to Mel. The, the champion of free speech. The, the guy that's being censored. Crucified by the FCC. Gagged now by his own company because he can't talk about his move to Sirius. That's the guy that went to Mel Carmazan crying because we were talking about him and talking about his, his children and talking about his girlfriend. All the personal little items that he made, to, uh, made a career on over the years bashing people about. Talking about Man Cow's dead father. Talking about uh, uh, Mark and Brian. Talking about uh, Brother Weeze and his children. All this stuff. Talking about that guy in Chicago, how his whole family should get AIDS and die. All that stuff. John DeBella. John DeBella. All the personal jabs that he took at these people. The second, the second we turned it around on him, he ran crying to Mel Carmazan and made us shut up uh, with ri the risk of being fired. And now all you hear about is how, well, I can't talk about Sirius because Viacom put a gag order on me. How does it feel, fuckhead? <laughs> and that's one thing. Obviously, uh, I'm on the Kirk Minahan show twice a week. And Kirk has said he's definitely influenced by Howard Stern. But a major difference in my mind that I've always respected about Kirk is like when people come back at him, it's almost like he respects them more. I think the same thing of Dave Portnoy. I actually learned that a little bit where like if you kind of if you shoot back at him, they kind of like it. They're yeah. like, like, oh, OK, an argument. Finally. <laughs> but yeah. And Kirk will have someone who completely disagrees with him on and give them as much time as they want to say Absolutely. anything. And that's where Howard was a phony. And Correct. it's kind of sad to watch because Howard would run away from that. Correct. Like if, you know, again, to use Kirk, if there was an equivalent to Opie and Anthony that were his rivals, he'd end up in my opinion, loving them because they could go back and forth. Whereas Howard, the only time Opie and Anthony were the only show that really went at him hard, back at him hard. And Howard ran away from it and literally tried to silence them. And to me, that's disgraceful mm -hmm. when you represent what Stern was supposed to be representing. Right. Or pretending to, you know, not supposed to be, he was straight up pretending to represent that. And he, he didn't really stand for it at the end of the day. Yeah. I uh, mean, I, I feel like you could make an argument either way for a while, but now you just got to look back and be like, that guy's a big phony. He was, he, he was a phony. Yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, that's clear. Um, and, and the thing they're talking about there, I, that's what I'm, I mentioned uh, before about the K-Rock WNAW thing. I do think at times there were, and Anthony, I think, has the ability to kind of see that, that Opie doesn't necessarily. But um, the K-Rock NEW thing, I don't know if that was Howard running to management saying, I don't want these guys here. And that's why Anthony said, hey, in other cases, maybe it was. In, this, in the case of the gag order where we aren't allowed to say his name, that's absolutely Howard going to Mel Carmazan and saying, shut these guys up. I can't handle them. So take their ability to talk about me away. Just and so that's, that's like, sh that's shameful as a guy who was doing the shit that Howard was doing. So sad. That's crazy. And, and it's honestly kind of a, it, uh, I, you know, I guess I don't know how often he did it, but it's kind of a, a black mark on guys like Imus 
where was Imus ever like, hey, what about this gag order that you put on Opie and Anthony? You know what I mean? Like, did Howard's enemies that took shit for years ever bring that up? Like, shame on them also, you know? What if there's gag orders on all of them, too? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, next, we have the XM ad. You don't hear that, by the way? Nope. Okay, good. Excellent. Nope. <laughs> my house is coming down, but this could be my last broadcast, folks. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, as long as you don't hear it. Yeah, my my neighbor's lawnmower has been getting kind of close, but I've just been muting myself, so hopefully no okay, one's heard good. it. <laughs> All right, what's next? I'm sorry. Uh, the XM ad. Oh, so, so again, I'm talking about Howard running away. Um, and I want, I want to mention again, just leave in the comments if you're a Stern fan, because I am doing a this is a little one-sided. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if there's shit I'm missing. Because I looked for Howard really giving it to Opie and Anthony. And there's not a lot of it unless it's him taking a victory lap about them getting fired or something. There's not a lot of back and forth, you know, radio warring going on. And that's why a lot of these clips are from the ONA perspective. But um, when Sirius and XM, Sirius and XM back in the day were two different companies, for those that don't know before they merged around 2009, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so Howard was still on regular radio and he didn't know what company he was going to. Both were wooing him and Opie and Anthony ended up at XM. Howard ended up at Sirius. However, November, tw- was still- November 12th, 2008 was the merger. Okay. Um, when Howard was still on terrestrial radio, XM would pay for advertising on the Howard Stern show. So Opie and Anthony over and over again would play an ad of Howard Stern saying, Hey, come the XM is terrific. They've got all kinds of talk channels and music channels. Oh, it's a, it's amazing. Go subscribe to XM radio. It was funny to me. That seems incredibly mild. Yep. Like the idea, like they have this commercial and they play it over and over again. But you hear uh, Opie and Anthony reacting to Howard's reaction here. I, I heard, I was listening to the the other satellite company. Uh, my friend has uh, the XM. Right. And, you know, those two doing a commercial. Who cares? Let them die. <laughs> let them die. <laughs> That's it. We don't care. I bleep that off and I just let them die. Sorry, could you go back to the beginning again? Just because, like, I want to I wanna set that up even better where a caller is just asking... Like, hey, did you hear about Opie and Anthony? Listen to how quickly he hangs up on this guy. And this is this is a dump situation. This is clearly I don't want Opie and Anthony's names to be set on my airwaves. Not like I don't want any promotion to them. I don't want to give them the time of day. He's afraid of them, and I think that comes through very well when this guy. And you can kind of tell, um, maybe the guy's an Opie and Anthony fan, just fucking with Howard. Mm-hmm. But he, you can hear a little bit. He's about to say like those jackasses or whatever. Like he, he's about to insult Opie and Anthony, and Howard doesn't even want that. I, I heard I was listening to the the other satellite company. Uh, my friend has uh, the XM, right? And you know those two doing a commercial. Who cares? Let them die. Let them die. That's it. We don't care. I bleep that off and I just let them die. That's all. Oh, we don't care. He dumped out. That's so obvious. We don't care. <laughs> that, that to me is very weird. Like that. That's legitimately Howard being afraid. I think I'll be curious if you guys have a different perspective on it in a way that can defend Howard. That, that's the other, the, the, the shame of it is if we were doing this episode, even, you know, 10 years ago, 
I think there'd be a lot more Howard defense, like the passionate Stern guys. Yeah. Would, would have an argument. But I, the, 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 the problem is now people would be like, yeah, I get, we know he's a phony. Yeah. He's we lost, he's lost his loyal base. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much defense we get, but let me know. And if he, if he just played along a little, he would have got everyone that listens to ONA and not him to listen to him just to hear what he had to say. That's the thing. And I, and believe me, I think that's true of Opie as well, where it's like, little fun with why why do you have to be why does it be angry all the time because at the end of the day a lot of these radio wars and even within stern versus opie and anthony right already did a show with anthony eventually right and anthony would have jackie and stuttering john and all these people on um and you know i'm sure if you asked gary and fred and sal governale and all these people I don't think they harbor any ill will towards Opie and Anthony. They don't give a fuck. No, they got, they but, have the, uh, we're afraid of Howard's reaction to us even talking sure, of about course. him. Of, of course they are. But like, you know, a little, a little truth serum. They'll all tell you like that. Oh, who gives a fuck? And that's the case. I think with most radio wars or podcast wars, where when it's heated, it's heated. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying it's fake, but you know, once yet, once it's been separated for a few months, you're like, Oh, why was I so mad about that? Right. You know, right. He still probably but won't talk about it till this day. Howard and Opie are two guys. Now Opie will talk about it, but go look at his YouTube channel. Okay, he'll talk about it. All right, he sure will. <laughs> but Opie and Howard were two guys where it was, it was, uh, it was all too real to them. It was not a radio war. It was very taking it very personally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this uh, next clip did not have a title, so here we go. I don't know what this yeah. is. Well, let's roll the dice. Those two idiots, Opie and Anthony, when, I, when Satellite was after me, <laughs> the, both companies, XM and Already. Sirius, came to me. Right. And they said, these guys want jobs with us. We you're, want you. You're the paw. That's a guy that's lying. If, if it means having to so. give you up, we would never hire them. Yeah. And I told them both the same thing, both companies. I said, I don't do that to people. Holy shit, you fucking asshole! That's the lie. <laughs> I gotta say, yeah, it is a direct case where I agree with Opie's anger, his level of anger. Yeah. That would annoy me too if I heard the guy saying, "Hey, listen, I, I just don't do that to people." <laughs> when they literally they had a gag or they weren't allowed to say his name, and then that. By the way, that also happened at the new company, which we'll get to in a, in a little bit. But uh, when they, you know, he fucks with your career, and then he's like, "Listen." I just, they asked me, should we, should we get rid of these guys? And it's like, I don't do that to people. Howard that is, would be infuriating. Howard has that part. Doesn't he have like part ownership in Sirius? Um, I don't know. Or something. Maybe a ton of stock. I don't know. I'm sure there's a ton of stock that, you know, I'm sure it's a sizable percentage, I'm sure. But, um. I don't know about uh, any actual ownership. I've heard something like that, but I don't know enough about it. If he owned enough of it, he could have actually been like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I, I guess that's one thing is like to Howard's credit. He could have. He, he could have said fire them and he didn't. He could have. I think he definitely could have and, and they would have done it probably. Or at least not renewed their contract or whatever. Yeah, they would be. they would still be on terrestrial. <laughs> like that's yeah what, yeah sure um uh next we have uh the two-year break uh yeah so this is the, so um between 
Sex for Sam's firing and uh, getting hired at XM, Opie and Anthony were off for two years uh, because the contract they had, basically here's what happened. They just signed a deal when they got fired for Sex for Sam. Mm -hmm. And like I said, other companies wanted Opie and Anthony to go up against Howard Stern in the mornings. CBS or Infinity Broadcasting said, nay, nay, my friends, (laughs) you... You, you you shan't be doing any of that. Uh, we'll pay you happily to not be on the air for two years. Um, now, I haven't heard much of... Th- I haven't heard them mention this much. I've heard them talk about this era a lot. I haven't heard them mention this often. But they happen to mention it here when they're talking about Stern with uh, Patrice O'Neill in studio. They mentioned that they could have gotten back on air and possibly even on terrestrial radio. Um, a little earlier if they submitted to one request. We could have been on satellite radio years before we did, but we couldn't because of that fucking asshole went behind the fucking scenes and they wanted us to sign something, uh, Infinity Broadcasting, and it was a direct order from this motherfucker and his yep. fucking agent and Mel fucking Carmson. They're like, hey, we'll let you out of the fucking contract so you can go, you know, work for uh, Clear Channel or Satellite Radio, but... We don't want you mentioning Howard yeah, or anyone that this. works for Infinity Broadcasting or used to work for Infinity Broadcasting. I'm just saving and the for the rest of your fucking so careers, could have been for the rest of your fucking careers is basically what they said. You mentioned Howard or anyone that worked for Infinity, uh, past or present, you will be fined. What was the total? Hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars per fucking so you been incident. That's insane. That's that's wild and that articulately put as ever by the opster, but uh, I, I'm trying to think of how I don't know Infinity Broadcasting. I've always associated with CBS because I know it became CBS Radio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same as the television. I mean, I know the radio station and uh, uh, the television station CBS were owned by the same company. I don't know if Infinity Broadcasting ever owned both. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is like if Opie and Anthony were talking about football, let's say, and uh, I don't think it was Jim Nance at the time, Greg Gumbel or whoever was their main play-by-play guy came out. It's like, would they be fined $100,000 for mentioning someone working for CBS? Like so, that that's nuts so, if that's the case. So here's the thing, like the language would probably be like, they probably wouldn't, but the language would be written. Would allow so, them to, right? Yeah, or if they were feeling shitty, they could have fined them if they wanted to. Yeah, and so that's crazy for, I mean, that, that, I mean that's insane. Anyone that's ever worked for Infinity Broadcasting. Um, but also, it's insane because their number one rival they could never mention. So how does that work when a caller calls in and says, hey, did you guys hear what Howard Stern did? Or Howard Stern's hosting America's Got Talent or whatever. Like, how does that work? You know? <laughs> they just start hitting, like, the uh, cash register sound effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, so that'd be... And, and what if a guest... What, like, that's, impo- that's impossible. impossible. That's impossible. That's a deal that's basically asking, can we fine you $100,000 whenever we feel like it? Right. And there's... So they were never going to sign that. I don't know. If, is there dumping out of... Uh satellite or is it all just yeah they had the, they had the ability it was all it was almost never used but they had the ability yeah um, um but yeah that so that's that's the type of thing and i think it's probably more prevalent now you know what 
I'm I'm realizing this kind of in real time. Another reason uh, that quote I mentioned earlier to Sean Hannity, where he says, "Yeah, I'm for my free speech." Another reason that probably wasn't as big a, a, a detriment to Howard, and no one really gave a fuck, and apparently I'm the only person that's ever seen that clip because it's been wiped off YouTube. Maybe I never saw it. Who knows? But um, the reason I don't think that was as much of a, a, a thing is because I think in today's times, we're all very aware of what, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not advocates. Um, people who protest stations. What am I, what am I looking for? Uh, uh protesters? Activists. Oh, activists. activists. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're much more aware of how activists can affect a cause and go after people's jobs and things like that. I think in, you know, 2002 ish, People weren't really paying attention to that. That's even still before like Janet Jackson's tit fell out. You know, like I don't think people were as it was people blamed the FCC for things, but it was never like we weren't as focused on all these groups that constantly go after people and and the way that uh, censorship plays a role in broadcasting. So I think that's probably why people weren't looking at Stern as as much of a hypocrite for a statement like that. Yeah, and uh, if I find it, I'm going to insert that clip right here. Beautiful. I think I might have. We're it. not going to find it. I think I might have, <laughs> so that's why I said it. Oh, okay, cool. All right. <laughs> uh, next, we have uh, Emily Stern. This is this is where I have mixed emotions. Uh, we'll play the clip, and then I'll explain it to you. about a play that Emily Stern was in. So uh, Howard's daughter did a play where it's like some parody of Madonna or something. And she's on stage in a bra and panties and talking about her tits and her vagina, as you can hear, and all that kind of stuff. Amy Schumer. Now, I have mixed emotions about this because I, I would say leave the family out of it. I'm always for that. Yep. Yeah. That's that's my personal belief. Opie and Anthony's rationalization was Howard did this to a lot of other people. Um, I don't necessarily love the like 
he did it, so we get to do it. Excuse, Terrible. Um, but that 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 was their logic. Is you know Howard would go after Imus's kids and John DeBella's wife and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, turnabout is fair play, and I guess I get that. Um, but the other rationalization that I do think kind of makes sense is she. That's a public thing. She's in a play. Someone they didn't record that. It got out there somehow. Um, so I get that. I would say the girl, Emily Stern didn't do anything to warrant their attention. You know what I mean? Correct. Um, now the other thing that they kept saying is like, you know, Howard would objectify women all the time. What's wrong with Opie and Anthony objectifying a woman who's a, a now a public figure because she's doing this play. But um, the, the women, I, he, I, the women he would, would come willingly into his studio and weren't yeah, the yeah, other people. Yeah, kids. she didn't ask to be involved in any of it. That's, I, that's, I guess my thing. Yep. And that's something I didn't necessarily love that they did. And again, Stern would do that to a ton of people. So I'm, I don't feel bad for Stern really. Right. Um, but I just don't love that they did that. And I said that they like stooped to his level kind of, I don't feel bad um, for Stern. I feel bad the, for the daughter being tied to. This. Yeah. <laughs> and then I get, I, I guess Stern made her like Stern was pissed about it and made her made up some excuse as to why she bailed out of the play, like made her leave the play. Cause he was embarrassed and all this kind of shit. Um, so the, basically I just had to show you that I, first of all, I wanted to get the, make sure this, episode got demonetized so i wanted to play an entire uh bing crosby song or whoever that is <laughs> yeah. D- dean martin whoever that is i don't know um but uh mainly to show you it did get uh, pretty down and dirty at times where they would bring up family and that sort of shit right uh next uh we're moving on to transcripts so <laughs> this is uh we just have them talking about a little and i'll explain um, why it came up, but this is now again, when it's one company, uh, Sirius and XM have merged very recently, according to the date Craig just gave me and, um, Opie and Anthony had been fired from K rock. So for those that don't know again, around 2006, so to replace Howard Stern, K rock and many of their affiliates, um, hired David Lee Roth. <laughs> of Van Halen fame. And uh, it didn't go well, is my understanding. That might be worthy of an episode. I don't know if it even counts as comedy necessarily, but that might be worth a bonus episode or something. Um, But uh, David Lee Roth, I guess, was a disaster. K-Rock said, how do we get this back on track? How do we um, get some of Howard's audience back that's listening to terrestrial radio? And they said, what about Opie and Anthony? And uh, XM said, no, Opie and Anthony work for us. And they were like, well, what if they worked for both? (laughs) And so Opie and Anthony were working for K-Rock and XM at the same time, simulcasting their show, then walking over to the XM building to do the last two hours. It was a bizarre setup. K-Rock fired Opie and Anthony in 2009. They flipped formats, if you want to call that a firing or... Um, you know, a change in ideals, whatever you want to look at it as radio in general was moving away from comedy talk mm-hmm. at that time. So Opie and Anthony were out. Howard took a victory lap, uh, much like we heard him do with sex for Sam. So Howard talked about Opie and Anthony, but here's what happened when Opie and Anthony wanted to talk about Howard's comments. And we would love 
to have taken the audio of uh, Howard and played it on our program, like we have in the past. But the law was laid down at our last yelling session mm -hmm. uh, that we are not allowed to play any of his audio on our program. And the audio of other channels. Which of other like, channels, of anything, which, yeah, it's kind of silly because you think cross-promotion, but they know best, Opie. They know, they know best. It's not about that. No, no. Mm -hmm. they, they, they know everything. Uh, so what we've done is transcribed the insulting um, audio into uh, these sheets, these scripts, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we have actors portraying the parts of Howard and Robin. And Artie. And Artie. Yeah, so they had uh, the great intern David play Howard, and E-Rock filled in as Robin to read the comments. It was all too, because it was, I couldn't find Howard actually talking about them, and because it was intern David, it was just too exhausting to get through the clips. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't have the actual clips, but basically Howard was taking a victory lap saying these guys, uh, you know, they, they had all these stations and they squandered their opportunity and all this kind of shit. So Howard's shitting on Opie and Anthony taking a victory lap, and meanwhile telling management, don't allow them to talk about me. <laughs> It's Which is, again, wild hypocrisy. I mean, I almost uh, respect it at this point that he's gotten away with it for so long. But No one seems to care. What's next? Uh, sharing guests. Uh, yeah, so this is more of Howard wielding his power. I believe this is about... It's an unnamed guest, but I believe we found out it was Mark Marin actually. Um, so Mark Marin was a frequent guest on Opie and Anthony. Mm-hmm. Uh, was booked to do Stern and Opie and Anthony in the same week. That would happen a lot where, you know, people, people come in to do press tours. And so they go to a bunch of different Sirius XM shows. And when Mark Marin wanted to do this, this was the message that was delivered to him. Said it a million times, and we do have proof. Howard Stern fucking cock blocks uh, people from our show with guests, and but now it's like you know, friends of the show are falling for that shit. Apparently, there's a uh, moratorium, a two week moratorium. If he does, uh, if the guest does Howard's show, uh, the Stern show there says that uh, they can't do our show within two weeks, even though we work for the same company. show, and even um, though we've never done that, and we don't have any policy, we yeah, don't care who goes on once. his show or our show the same day. Who, who cares? Um, there are certain guests that go and do Howard and then come over here, but I think they're really upper echelon guests that, you know, he can't tell them what the fuck to do anyway. Um. Yeah, so basically what Howard was doing was not allowing them to have the same guests because while you say it's a two-week moratorium, really what that's doing is, let's say let's say Mark Maron's in town for three days or whatever, comes into SiriusXM, does... You know, that that show does, I don't know, I don't even know who's on Sirius anymore. Andy Cohen and whoever the fuck else. But he can't do Opie and Anthony for two weeks. Well, now he's back in California two weeks later. He's not going to fly back in to do Opie and Anthony. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. And so you, Howard was basically fucking them over from having any guests that are in from out of town. It just wasn't going to happen. And at this point in the show, too, if you were a comic, I would probably prefer going on Opie and Anthony anyways. I think so, although... I think Howard did even then have more listeners. No, no, I know he had more listeners, but like Opie and Anthony had like the the people that will go to stand the comedy up shows. audience. Yeah, yeah, but you forget like Howard's audience. Even then, even, this is probably twenty twelve or twenty thirteen when mm -hmm. this is happening. Yeah, 
even then Howard's audience was pretty much blue collar. They'll go out and see, you know, I do think open Anthony fans were more looking for comedians. Whereas Howard fans, based on all the gigs that I've heard about, like the hell gigs that Artie Lang and these guys would talk about. Mm-hmm. I think Howard's audience wanted the Howard Stern show. Right. Whereas Opie and Anthony fans were like into comedy. And that's why they were able to kind of latch on to other podcasts throughout the years. Like a lot of Stern's fans were Stern fans. Right. And that's the content they wanted. So whatever Stern told them to do, uh, they would go see. And so I saw Artie Lang like years, years and years ago. Uh, it might've been the most annoying stand up show I've ever been to. Because of the audience? Yes. Yeah. They're just shouting out shit the whole time. In- right. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, hey, talk about Eric the Midget. Or whatever, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's yeah. super annoying. Um, but anyways, uh, so we're at the, um, uh, this is, uh, they, they start to, they were kind of the first, not the first, but they were among the first to start to realize something, right? Is that where we're going now? No. Uh, this is Opie versus Artie. Oh, right. I forgot about this part. So this is again where Opie took this stuff, I think, a little too seriously. Like, calm down a little. (laughs) This is an incident that happened in the hallway. And I think, oddly, the heroin addict had the correct perspective on the matter. (laughs) Like, walked out of the bathroom to say hi. I'm like, I ain't saying hi to you. You know, you're you're on Howard's show saying how we don't have any listeners, blah, blah, blah. And, uh... And uh, uh, I go get some new shtick. And then he gets pissed, like, you don't take shots of me, blah, blah, blah. So then I got into the whole Jim Norton and Artie Lang thing, which pissed me, pisses me off to this day. When Norton was playing with Artie Lang, we couldn't have been nicer with saying, Jimmy's on the road with Artie Lang, and Artie's a very funny comedian. We gave him nothing but props. And that guy didn't have the balls to mention your name once on Howard's show when that when that show was being promoted. He kept saying, oh, uh, I don't know, I'm doing a show in Philly, blah, blah, blah. We did right by him. So I'm not going to sit there and, and, and do this fake shit in the hallways if the guy is on Howard's show trashing us and saying, we don't have any listeners. So then he's like, I know you have listeners. It's just another one that has to take orders. And then everyone came piling out of the Howard Stern studio and, and uh, whatever. And then, then they're running after me with a TV camera. I'm not going on TV. This is a real fucking moment. I'm not going to sit around and make believe, you know, we get along when, 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 you know, he's on the show trashing us and saying we don't have listeners. Guess what? We work too fucking hard to hear that shit. Yeah. And I think you even hear Anthony a little there being like, he's taking orders. It's not his decision. It's not his show. It's our show. It's not his decision to mention Jim Norton on or whatever. So here's what I always found interesting about Norton is uh, Artie on that show was always like he'd give Howard shit once in a while, but ultimately was subservient to Howard in the sense that like he really looked up and, and respected Howard. Right. And wanted to do like what Howard wanted, essentially. I don't, Jim never had that with these guys. Like he was kind of always their equal. Mm-hmm. And so like in the Mark Marin clip that we played, we heard Norton be like, we've never done that. In moments like that, Norton would get annoyed at Stern. But there were a lot of clips throughout this, um, the, the, you know, segments that I looked through where you hear Opie trying to get like instigate Norton into talking bad about Stern and Norton was always like, this is not my fight. I wasn't here when he was putting gag orders Correct. on you originally. When he does shit that affects me now, I get pissed off about it. But, like, 
I respect him as a broadcast. I'm not going to dump on him in, in in the ways that Opie does just because Opie's telling me to. Yeah, it's like I why found w- that kind of interesting about Norton. Yeah, why would he want? Why would he talk about your perspective when you were in Boston? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, like Opie wanted to like rope Norton into it where. And they always he busted his balls saying like Opie or uh, Norton didn't want to burn the Stern bridge. I think Norton knew he was never getting on Howard Stern at that point. Never. It was just a matter of like why I have no interest in trashing this guy because I don't have the feud with him that you do. Um, but now we are talking about uh, this is when this era is my, around the time Patrice died mm-hmm. of the Opie and Anthony show. Uh, nothing. That's just a mark of time in my head. It has nothing to do with Patrice dying. <laughs> um, that to me is when like that's actually my favorite area era of Opie and Anthony, in the sense that it's when it just became a relaxed talk show. They weren't trying any shock jock shit. Like it was just a conversation among funny comedians when they had funny comedians in. Right. Um, and so that's when you get moments like this where it's them and the staff just kind of shooting the shit noticing things about Howard uh, a little earlier than most people noticed, I think. Howie. It is Howie? Yeah, mm-hmm. just his show. Jeez. That's it. Sir Paul. Ooh, come in, Sir Paul. Ooh. I guess Howard. Want a kitten? Ooh. I was going to say, I guess, <laughs> I guess Howard put the kitten talk aside for a day. <laughs> so you go back to doing real radio. Your uh, ex-wife could use her, her leg as a uh, scratching post. For <laughs> 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 one of the kittens, Robin. Just for anyone that doesn't know, Howard started bringing like kittens and stuff for the, you know, Beth Stern, um, I'm trying to think of the charity's name. It's I'm drawing a blank, but, uh, yeah, the, the North Shore Animal League, I think it is. They do a lot of work with that North Shore Animal League, and uh, Howard were like literally bringing kittens to try and give away. It was a bizarre time in Stern. It's when he was trying to soften his edges for America's Got Talent, which they get into here. Does anyone know about the kitten shit yet? What is going on over there? He's trying to reinvent himself. God bless him, but... Mm. His wife was on talking about kittens for two hours. Is that true? I don't know if it was two hours. I heard two hours. <clears throat> wow. Yesterday, Howard's uh, wife was on his show talking about kittens. I hear there's a clip on Sirius XM. We're allowed to play it if it's on Sirius XM. Yeah. I got to hear this thing. Hey, well, it's, yeah, it's on that YouTube. everyone's talking about because <clears throat> I, I heard people like, what the fuck is going on over there? He's uh. What's he trying to do? Reinvent himself? He's trying to be a nice guy now? What's, what's his deal? I think it's nice guy, yeah. Right. yeah it's from what I hear, the scuttlebutt around uh, the office Ooh, yeah. for the people that uh, interact with them in the show and stuff is that, uh, yeah, with, with America's Got Talent and everything, eh, change that change that attitude into a positive, fun family thing well, and not so much the uh, raucous, uh, perverted uh, Howard of Vol- Volt. Well, you can't. And again, I think that that clip kind of shows why I like that era more because the the effectively fuck him is gone, and now it's more like just see what this asshole's doing. <laughs> like yeah. I find that a lot more fun and and entertaining. But that's just me. I understand everyone has uh, different tastes and everything. But I always uh, I always enjoyed that level of going at him. And I think ultimately, like it, it, um, there's also a clip, and you can find this from both shows. Um, but Stern and Anthony ran into each other at a casino mm-hmm. and they each tell the story kind of from the perspective of like, 
Oh yeah, like we used to hate each other. Like we just waved. We were courteous enough to each other. And it was like, yeah, I guess all that shit's kind of past us. That's not true with Opie. No, that that leads into the... (laughs) Opie uh, harbors a lot of resentment to this day. And I think a lot of that might have to do with our last clip. Or at least this mentality that Opie could never get over with Stern. So... We did a whole episode. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. All our archives, by the way, are on YouTube in a very easy playlist. If you want to go through that and find episodes uh, uh, that you might find interesting with subjects you uh, enjoy or have never heard of and would like to learn about. But um, we did a whole episode when Anthony got fired from Sirius XM. This is Howard commenting on it and noting a thing that... Reddit picked up on pretty quickly around this same time. Uh, But it's interesting to me that this was Howard's observation. I don't know if most people in radio were, uh, or even most people in general at this time that were talking about it, were taking this approach, but Howard was ahead of his time in some ways here. Well, everyone contacted me like I'm somehow tied in with those guys. But uh, let me just say, I'm not. They're no fans of mine. They say horrible things about me. So yeah, I don't give two fucks about that topic, honestly. I hate those um, guys. Uh, whatever. It, well, what did you think of the whole thing, though? I, I the really... only the only person the, 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 the only interest I have is that the guy he works with didn't resign. I, I mean, know. I, I mean, what, what, what that, that, so? the only opinion that's interesting is to hear from the guy he works with, Opie. Opie. Whatever. I, I that's the guy who should. It, it, that's the guy who's comments call you should him. call him. That's who you should contact. And find I would, I've never even listened to him. I can't listen to them. If Robin got fired, I'd leave tomorrow. That's what I know. And I don't. I don't know if that's true ultimately, but that definitely ruffled Opie's feathers. <laughs> I got. I got to give it to Stern. Nice job on that one. Yeah, and then that <laughs> that probably led to the uh, the video I mentioned earlier that we don't have um, of Opie filming. The serious hallways. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, um, what mm-hmm. happened? I guess is like Howard had all these rules of uh, you know he had a different entrance and everything, but uh, sometime in the hallway, I guess when How- Howard would come through the hallway at a certain time, mm-hmm. and Opie would make sure he was out there and film like him wait like hi Howard like being very obnoxious towards Howard. So the reason he did that was because security would lock down the building and he wasn't allowed in until Howard passed by as well. Okay, I forget the exact timeline of how it all worked. That was that was it because he okay. he went to go all into right. the building and he's he was which so I kind of understand where he's coming from. He's like I'm just trying to go to fucking work and this guy needs to walk by. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that, that actually is kind of funny that Opie was taunting I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one. I'll yeah. have that win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the officer has so little these days. We got to give him one. That's right. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, I, I essentially ended it there. Um, there are other clips we could have used, particularly from Opie bitching about it over the years. But I think that's that, that's the day the Opie and Anthony show ended. So that's virtually where this, this yeah. rivalry ended, in my opinion. Correct. And you even hear Howard there where he's like, uh, I don't know why people are calling me. Like, I'm tied in with these guys somehow. Which I think if you're a Howard Stern listener, you would buy that. You would say, yeah, Howard never really talked to Like, he'd mention them occasionally, but not too often. Where my whole thing is, and really the only reason we're doing this episode, I think, is because Howard cared about them enough to force them to stop talking about him at not one but two different companies. Correct. So to me, that's where Howard's being a phony is where he's like, how am I associated with these guys? It's like, well... You cared about them enough to 
force them to never mention you again. <laughs> and force them to go to WNEW. Uh, supposedly. Supposedly. Yes, supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Right. So I always found that rivalry interesting. Again, uh, like I mentioned earlier, probably a good idea for uh, the Stern fans out there. I think more a more interesting rivalry would be for sure, I think there are a few others, but absolutely Stern versus Imus would be a good one. Um, so I'll start looking into that at some point. And uh, beyond that, let me know. Let me know any of these radio, radio rivalries um, you guys want covered. And, uh, you know, keep making suggestions for uh, any sort of Why You Laughing episode. Anything you guys want to, would want to hear. Reach out to me wherever on social media or on Patreon. We prefer you reach out on Patreon because it means you're a subscriber. That's right. It means you support the show. If you become a Patreon or YouTube member, um, you get these episodes a week early as well as bonus episodes. Um, so check those out if it interests you. And if you'd rather just support the show for free, uh, do it on YouTube or wherever else you get podcasts. All the links for this show and more are at blindmike.net. So if you'd like to go to blindmike.net, that's where you can support the show. We appreciate it. And uh, for the Craigster, you can go to verygoodshow.org. That's where all of his antics and hijinks are. I'm yeah. sure they're going to... Yeah, I'm sure the boys are very good show. Must be going to war with someone right now, right? That's yeah, what yeah. The we're, we're gonna, shock Jock does. We're going to start attacking Stern because we uh, we we follow the footsteps of O&A. To it's, good. It's, about, it's about time you took him down. Yeah. Yeah, when he's weakest. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time on Why Are You Laughing? Zip it up and zip it out.